Kinka and Kinka, 여러분 안녕하세요. This is Rome or Hando Jun, your Kinka Chingu, Kinka classmate, and the host of Kinka Podcast, where every week we celebrate the marriage of K drama and language learning. 안녕하세요. Yay! It's the beginning of another season. So starting from today, we'll we'll have the fourth season of the podcast. Yeah, it's actually already been a year since I started this podcast, and yes, maybe you've already listened to it. I did an anniversary episode uh, a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. Last year in November, I initially thought of creating a K drama podcast. And then a few weeks after that, on November twenty first last year, I have launched King Cup Podcast, and yeah, it's been a year now. You're probably listening to this episode on the week of the sixth of of December, and yeah, okay. So right now I'm recording this actually on the second of December. It's Thursday night. It's almost eleven right now. Um, I've been trying to record since Sunday. What day was that? Uh, November twenty eight. But then, I don't know. Circumstances have been really terrible in the past few days. Like, it's been too noisy for me to record, and whether it was at night or in the morning. It was just so difficult to record, and like I've already mentioned this in the past few episodes, but it's just that if I am unable to record at a schedule that I've set, it's usually difficult for me to record another time because there's just a lot of things going on with me right now, like I'm working and then I'm studying, and actually. I'm going to change companies, and so I'm also, you know, arranging the paperwork for that. So there's just a lot of things going on, but yeah, since I decided to to resume uh, the podcast for its fourth season starting December sixth, and it will last for twelve or thirteen weeks. Um, I'm doing my best to really manage my time and, you know, take care of everything that I'm doing, and still do well, you know. So I'm really doing my best. But then, if there are times when I'm recording and then you'll be hearing some noise, please have, you know, please understand that I'm trying my best. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. Today is、yes, the first episode of the season. So yeah, I welcome every one of you who are here listening. So if if you're new to the podcast, yeah, I'm Rome or Hando Jun, and this is a podcast about K drama and language learning. And for all of you return, I mean, yeah, return subscribers is that how I call you? Yeah, but all of you are kinkas and quinkas. So all of you kinkas and quinkas. Welcome to another episode and another season of Kinka Podcast. So, what to expect in this episode? Well, first, I tell you what to expect for the season, 
and then I'll let you know about my initial thoughts and impressions about this Korean cult drama called Jiok or Hellbound. And maybe I'll share with you some religious Korean terms. And then I'll also share with you my thoughts about Korean cults. Like how dangerous are these religious groups and their extremist members. And finally, I'll share with you my theories for what might happen in the next season of, of Hellbound. Okay, so those are one, two, three, four, five, five pointers of what I'm going to discuss tonight or today, <laughs> whatever time it is for you. For me, it's evening. It's past 11 o'clock right now. And so my voice is kind of not at its best, but yeah, I'm sure you can still understand what I'm saying, right? Okay, so what to expect for this season? I think... This season is just going to be the same as the third season somehow. But, well, okay. So not entirely the same. Because in the third season, I decided to focus on two actors. A female actor and then a male actor. But for this season, I wouldn't have that kind of um, like specificity. But rather... I decided to just, you know, have a mix of new and old Korean dramas and movies. And also, another thing that I, I think is going to be special is that I will keep on adding special topics. Like, in the past season, I had this special topic about subtitling and dubs. So, I'm thinking of having more episodes like that. So I will just call them special topics for now, but yeah. So for example, K drama and K yeah, last last season I said K drama subs and dubs. And maybe for this uh season, one thing for sure that I'll share with you is K drama and sign language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of that, but let's see if that will push through. Yeah, as I've already said. This season will last from December 6, 2021 until March 14, 2022. That's 12 or 13 weeks. I'll probably have... Um, yeah, I I'm sure that I'll have an episode every week. And maybe on the Christmas and New Year week, on, that, on those two weeks, I'll probably just send you a greeting. Um, yeah, but not a really detailed episode or something it, it depends if i get busy on those days so I, yeah I, i'll assure you that there will be episodes every week like you'll hear from me that's for sure so i guess that's the general expectation for the season so it's a mix of old and new korean dramas and movies and yeah today is new because i'm going to talk about Hellbound. Okay, so now let me share with you my initial thoughts about this Korean cult drama. Is it right for me to call it a cult drama? Um, I, I'm not sure. But anyway, Jiok or Hellbound is actually based on a manhwa, a comic, a webtoon 
that is also entitled Jiok or Hellbound. I think it doesn't have an English counterpart yet. I mean, I'm not sure because I, I haven't checked the English webtoon. I only saw the Korean webtoon. So I'm not sure if there's a translation already for that. Because sometimes they don't translate these things, you know. And maybe they only translate those that are super popular. But right now, yeah, since this one is super popular now, maybe there's already an English webtoon for Geok or Hellbound. Somehow, if when I decided that I would watch this, my initial thought was that maybe this is going to be same as... What's that K-drama? Sweet Home. Because Sweet Home was also based on a webtoon and it was also somehow gory and dark. So I, I had that initial impression. And I mean, not impression. That was my expectation. And I also knew from the very beginning that this is or this was directed by the same director of Train to Busan. So I felt like, okay... Yeah, this is probably going to be interesting. And yeah, uh, it, it didn't disappoint. I was actually very... Uh, what should I say? I was hooked by this K-drama. And yeah, um, I, I use the word cult because... Well, there are religious groups in this K-drama... Uh, mainly, there are two religious groups, but you can say that they're just one group. It's just that one group is the front organization, and then the other group is an unofficial organization. So that's, you know, the new truth. That's the official religious group. And then you have the arrowheads, which is like the rebels or the extremist versions of those who are also believing and following the doctrine of the new truth. This is very short because it only had six episodes which had maybe 45 to 50 minutes on average. So it's not that long and I'm already telling you that the six episodes of the K-drama contained everything from the webtoon. What I'm trying to say is that the webtoon is not finished. The ending of the webtoon and the ending of the K-drama is almost the same. Except the last scene, which... Okay, spoiler alert, you can pause here for a moment... If you don't want the spoiler. But the last scene in the K-drama is that one of the people who were sent to hell. The character's name is Jongja. Resurrected. Like, yeah. I, I'm not sure if I should use the word resurrected. But yeah. So from the burnt body that was mostly just the upper torso and the head. like, And it was really crisp. And it was completely burnt. Suddenly, f it it started to move and then it formed its body again. It had flesh and stuff. And Jongja kind of resurrected. And Jongja is... What am I saying? Jongja is Jean, right? Or 
Am I getting this wrong? Like, wait, let me just get my my dictionary. Because, yeah, if I remember it right, either Jongja is gene or sperm or something. I, I'm not saying that that's why she was named that way. Yeah, I, I got it right. Jongja is sperm. And, well, it, it could have other meanings depending on the Chinese character, but Jongja is sperm. So, interesting why... Jongja is resurrected. I, I'm not sure if there's a a special symbolism for that, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm already kind of talking about, you know, the, you know, the potential season two, but I haven't even talked about the K drama itself as much. Yeah, there's this group, the New Truth, and then the Arrowheads. So, what is the premise of the story? It's that there are monsters, or are they? Can we call them monsters? Or, like, uh, yeah, let's just call them monsters or creatures. There are these creatures who suddenly appear to get people who were given a decree. And a decree is when a person is prophesied to die on a certain day and time and that they're going to hell and yeah so that's the kind of world that people were living in in this story and among the first people who got the decree was the chairman the first chairman of the organization the new truth uh jong jin su and yeah so he received a decree himself that he would die in 20 years and yeah he actually died yeah another spoiler i already told you there will be spoilers but so yeah but then they they use that mm, information or they use that fact that there are creatures taking people to hell after giving them a decree for some time, they used that to spread their own agenda, which in general I would say is not so bad. Like if you just if you just think of you know uh, an organization telling people not to do bad deeds or not to commit crime, then I I would say that that's actually not bad to spread right but then uh the thing with religious organization is that they mix things somehow like crimes for example um under the law crimes are like usually very specific and crimes are defined in ways that everyone will understand However, in religious context, of course, they have the idea of sin. And so sins may come in different forms. And so, yeah, instead of just preventing people to commit crimes, they were trying to impose uh, their ideology of sin to everyone. And so they were preaching that people who are given the decree are sinful people and that and that's the reason why they are being sent to hell 
So that, that's the general story. I, I mean, that's the general doctrine of the new truth. And for me, based on on the surface that you will see, yeah, um, to be politically correct, we can just simply call them as a new religious movement. But we can actually also, you know, just to be blunt, we can also call them as cults. And, well, cults can be defined in so many different ways. But for me right now, I would define a cult as some something that, you know, uh, a cult is or can be a religious organization that has a, a leader, a charismatic leader who claims to have the truth or the absolute truth and that person also promises salvation and stuff while can i use the word manipulate while manipulating the behavior the thoughts the emotions and ideas of its members and yeah there's a better way to define a cult but yeah that's how i'm defining it right now so yeah um cults cults right okay before i talk more about korean cults i just like to share with you some religious korean terms since you know we are a korean drama and korean language podcast so from time i mean definitely we should learn some of those things right and if i haven't told you in the past the first time that I learned Korean, most of the words that I actually learned were were religious. Like the first few words that I learned in Korean were Hananim, which means God. As in, um, I think I would say that Hananim is not specific to Christianity alone, but I think it's mostly used in Christianity. And uh, but the more generic word would be shin, shin. So so you can say hananim or shin, but shin is not the word that you will use to refer to God. I mean, w- when you pray, you wouldn't say shin, but you would say hananim. And the word pray is kido or kidohada. So you can say that when when you pray to God, you can say hananimege, hananimege, kidoheo, something like that. And other words that I learned are songyang, which is the Bible. <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, what else are religious Korean terms? Okay, since I already mentioned the word cult, right? So cult in Korean is idan, idan. So, I, I think idan and cult in English are very similar in a way. But then, for Koreans, they have another term called saibi. And saibi is not exactly the same as idan. Although, I think in English, we, ju- we would just call them as cults or fringe religions. They're kind of the same in English, right? But for Idan and Saibi, I think Saibi is much 
worse than Eden, because Eden is like um, you have a religion, an orthodox religion, and then if something sprouts from that religion and maybe deviates from it by some ways, then you can use. I think people would use the word Eden, but then for Saibi. It's like a completely different religion. Maybe it will pick up some similar doctrines or characteristics from other religions, but then it will be completely different, and it will definitely have its own Messiah, its own、um, context for sin and salvation and stuff. So yeah, there's Eden, and then there's. Saibi, okay. It's not like I'm telling you a、uh, good religious Korean terms, right? <laughs> But yeah, um, don't just go around calling churches or religious organizations Eden or Saibi, because yeah, that's kind of impolite. But yeah, let's just be careful with how we use our words, right? But yeah, I'm just telling you that there are those kinds of things, and yeah. So about Korean cults. Uh, how do I say this? So I, I am quite familiar with Korean cults. I have、uh, firsthand experiences with Korean cults, so、uh, I kind of know about them. And while I wouldn't speak of any particular religious organization, I would say that. If we just consider the general population of religions in Korea, is that right? Like, there's a lot of Korean churches, right? I mean, if you're in Korea or if you're anywhere else in the world, there's actually a lot of Korean missionaries, right? And、uh, I'm I'm not saying that all Korean missionaries are fringe religions or anything, because yeah, I think. A lot of them, or some of them, are also genuine missionaries. But you should be—I think—you should be careful when you deal with Korean religious groups, because yeah, some somehow Korea is known for fringe religions. Like there are really a lot of fringe religions in Korea, and I'm saying. There's a lot because, yeah, geographically, Korea is somehow a small country, and it's not、um, a majority of the Korean population is actually not Christian. What I'm saying is that, given its small size geographically, it has a lot of different kinds of sects, like S E C T S, different kinds of sects, and different. Kinds of、uh, I wouldn't say every all of it is Christianity because yeah although a lot of Korean religions are like rooted from Christianity a lot has developed in a way that they're no longer completely identifiable as Orthodox Christian so yeah but anyway I, I'm not preaching or I'm not teaching you about religion this is K drama, right? But what I'm saying is that there are religious groups that are kind of dangerous, 
and there are religious groups who have extremist members just like in the K-drama Hellbound. So you have the New Truth and then you have the Arrowheads, right? So there are groups like that for sure. Like they have Arrowheads <laughs> somehow. And what's crazy and dangerous is that uh, the New Truth can always deny that the actions of the Arrowheads are actually are I I mean the new truth can deny arrowheads as you know their members because technically well they really are not their members but they are subscribed to the same doctrine the same belief system and they actually tolerate and even condone the actions of the arrowhead so uh I, i'm not saying that there, uh, I'm not saying that a particular organization has this or has that, but those things exist. So you should be careful. And maybe just one tip so that you don't get recruited to a Korean cult or to any cult at all is that maybe if if you're a believer, like if you're a Christian or whatever, whatever your religion is, I guess... Maybe you can minimize talking to people who are trying to recruit you into their religion. Because, for example, if you're a Christian and then another Christian is talking to you and that Christian person is, like, inviting you to take their Bible studies or something, why? Why are they doing that? That means that they think that they know better than you or that they have the absolute truth and that the truth is something that you can only learn from them, then that's actually a red flag. Because if they're Christian and you're Christian, there should be no recruiting happening between the two of you. Because in essence, you are the same. I mean, of course, there are different kinds of of uh, doctrines, even within Christianity. But if if an organization claims to have the higher truth then that should be a red flag and maybe if later on suddenly you find out that they have their own messiah then that's going to be a really really red flag okay um yeah i just wanted to share that because it's a topic that i kind of care about because yeah people get into these kinds of belief systems and you know um it's like there's this word that pajida so like it, you can say that idani pajida idani so it's like you become so into that group or if if it's an idan then it, you're so into that cult that you are unable to get out of it and the way you think everything about you is kind of controlled by that group and you can't get out of it if you watch it on k-drama it seems like okay you can just hate them and all right but if it's a real person it's not going to be the same anyway so yeah i didn't want to you know keep talking about cult and stuff throughout this episode but i just thought it's something i could share and also, if you're interested to watch more uh, similar topic K-drama, 
there's this Korean TV series. There's this K drama called Save Me, or Kuhejo. It's also a K drama that discusses new religious groups or cults. And yeah, Soyeji is there, and Taekyun Taekyun is also there. So if that's like one of the reasons you'd watch a K drama, then. Go consider watching Save Me. It has also a very interesting premise. Uh, well, K dramas are not exactly representative of what is in reality, and yeah, I'm saying this because like if you watch K drama and then cults or religious groups or new religious movements are depicted in a way that is so extreme. You might think that they don't exist in reality, and it's yeah, that's possible. I mean, it's quite very bizarre if in this day and age you can find a group that's very similar to the New Truth. Well, of course, there are no monsters giving decrees right now, but what I'm saying is, new religious movements or new religious groups or Eden or Saibis are not extraordinary. They might look very ordinary, actually, and so it's harder to, you know, pinpoint what fringe religions are. So yeah, I guess that's kind of a one um like a, a thing that I have with K dramas that. A lot of things are so exaggerated sometimes that you might, yeah, you might not identify them in the real world, and therefore, the higher your chances of getting involved with a cult or something. But yeah, okay, enough about cults. Um, yeah, last, uh, last, 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 last talking point for today's episode is my theory. For what might happen in the next season, and uh, yeah, you notice my voice is like, yeah, it's not working anymore. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I already mentioned that the webtoon is not yet finished. But the author, who is also very much involved in the production of the TV series, is still about to f- to write the second season. So it's highly possible that. We'll have to read the webtoon first before it becomes available on our TV screens and Netflix. Yeah, basically, I think Hellbound gave us more questions than answers, because we still don't understand why people get decrees, who those creatures are, who sent them, why are they doing what they're doing. And then why did the baby not die? So there is still a lot of questions. The only thing that clear that is clear right now is that the new truth isn't truth at all. It's just that they are an organization trying to take advantage of something that people do not understand to advance their own agenda. And I'm saying that there are lots of groups that are like that, not necessarily religious in nature, but they are using 
something, maybe some kind of circumstances to advance their own agenda, even though they themselves do not understand the circumstance, just like the New Truth and the Arrowhead. Yeah, those kinds of groups exist in the real world. So yeah, we should be careful. So that that is a clear, that's one of the things that's clear in this K-drama, but the origin story of the creature is still something that we are yet to to uncover, I guess. And actually, there are other webtoons related to this, but I haven't checked them out yet. There's, uh, what is it called? Hell Two Lives, something like that. Or Two Lives, Heaven and Hell. Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I just read about it a few days ago, but I haven't checked it in detail. So maybe I'll check it out later as well. But I'll definitely be looking forward for the second season of Hellbound, no matter when that is, maybe in 2023 or something. Yeah, okay. So I talked a lot today, and I guess that's it. Um, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, my energy is kind of low today. I mean, towards the end, because... Yeah, it's already late at night and then my voice is already getting hoarse. And I feel like it's, it's you know, it's not like this is how I should do a first episode of another season. But yeah, I, I guess it's, it's alright. I mean, I'm able to say what I wanted to say. I'm able to start another season and so all of you who are listening to this podcast, if you're still here, and if you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe or follow. And if there's a function to rate this podcast wherever you're listening from, uh, yeah, please also give this podcast five stars or something. And I'd also really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with your friends or maybe you can tweet to me what you liked about this episode or if there's something that resonated with you you know and yeah i hope that you learned something today whatever that is maybe if you learned a word or if you learned a new concept or something yeah whatever it is and um i just like to reiterate that when i mention cults or religious groups my intention is not to you know label organizations as such but rather my intention is you know to have everyone informed so that they do not fall into these kinds of manipulative groups that will do more harm than benefit and yeah so yeah thank you very much and 여기까지 들어주셔서 정말 감사하고요. 네, 다음에 꼭 봐요. 안녕히 계세요. 바이바이.